1: Tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin, or your money back. Get a fifteen percent discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare.
0: It's the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. This is the game of roses. Welcome to the game. To the game. Guys, super stoked to be sharing something with you that I've been working on for the last year. This is The Adventures of Pilot P. This is my first book, children's book, and it shares my first love story, which I'm sure many of you guys know by now. It's flying, sharing this beautiful day with all my family and friends. So I've got, you guys can make some noise. <laughs> all right, there we go, there we go. Uh, but it follows my first love story, so I'm very excited to share with you guys. Uh, chase your dreams. That's what I did.
1: Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case.
0: This is Bachelor Clues. And before we get into our show today, I just want to take a second to discuss my selection for MVP in this week's big game. I gave my MVP this week to Greg Grippo. And I just want to be very clear that I'm not condoning abuse. I was not trying to glorify it in any way at all. I was simply trying to be objective about the play that was being made within the game. And Grippo walked away with double the screen time of any other player. I believe the producers are leaning very hard into a Bachelor edit for him. And he also got the biggest Instagram gain as a result of his play, which we now know a few days later. So it was even effective on the fourth audience. Really, those were the only things that I was using, the only criteria that I based my MVP on. And again, I just want to be very clear. I'm not condoning any kind of abuse, nor do I want to glorify it at all. I was just trying to analyze the game. That was my subjective opinion. Nothing more than that. And now, let's start our show out as we start out all of our episodes with a little segment that we call State of the World. This is where we talk about some piece of larger news out there in the big wide world, and then we are going to relate it right back to our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. State of the World.
1: Billionaires are always in the news. Bezos, Zuckerberg, Musk. Once you cross the billion-dollar threshold, you have enough money to start controlling society, to start doing things that regular people will never come close to doing, like building your own dick-shaped rocket ship for a leisurely personal flight into space while millions of people die of starvation every year. But it's important to remember that not all billionaires are super villain type sociopaths bent on world domination through financial oppression of the masses
0: today there's a brand new billionaire on the block and it's rihanna that's right forbes just reported that the superstar is officially the wealthiest female musician in the world worth an estimated 1.7 billion dollars and 1.4 billion of that is generated from the value of her cosmetics company fenty beauty She also has a paltry $270 million floating around in her lingerie company, Savage X Fenty, and her earnings from music and acting. The only female entertainer who is worth more than Rihanna is Oprah Winfrey, another one of the good billionaires.
1: Rihanna launched Fenty Beauty in 2017 with the goal of appealing to every type of woman with an unprecedented 40 different foundation shades. This entrepreneurial risk paid off and led to something called the Fenty effect that saw rival brands copying the broadening of their product base.
0: You might be asking, how does Rihanna's entry into the most elite financial club on earth have literally anything to do with our beloved game? (laughs) Well... there are a whole host of entertainers and athletes who have managed to find ways to use their celebrity to become billionaires. It's almost always through endorsement deals or through creating a line of products. Dr. Dre, for example, became a billionaire when he and producer Jimmy Iovine sold their beats line of headphones to Apple. LeBron James is currently one of the highest paid basketball players in history, but it was his brand sponsorships that put him in the billionaire club and as it becomes more common for celebrities to leverage their fame in order to secure increasingly lucrative sponsorships and to even create their own lines of products, we believe it is only a matter of time until we see the first billionaire emerge from within our beloved game. Who do you believe will be the first bachelor billionaire, and how do you think they will do it?
1: I believe the person who is most on the trajectory towards billionaire status from our beloved game is Rachel Lindsay. Oh. I think she has the most rising career in media journalism of anyone. I think that she could go the political route if she wanted. Not sure she wants to deal with that after all of the toxicity of Bachelor Nation which may or may not be more or less toxic than the rest of the nation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking crazy when you're like, what is more toxic, politics or The Bachelor? And it's like, uh, I don't know. Very similar.
1: It's very similar. And I almost feel like there is more background research into Bachelor players than there is into politicians. I mean, just look at what's happening in New York. This man's been the governor for several, several periods and... This stuff hasn't come out yet. If he were in Bachelor Nation, he'd be done earlier.
0: <laughs> there would be TikToks about everybody he dated from fifth grade forward coming out yeah. and saying like, all kinds <laughs> of shit about him. I agree. I, I think Rachel Lindsay's like a, a pretty good bet, though. I, I tend to agree with he, you on that.
1: I think she's got it. I think she's got the charisma. And, you know, I thought what was so striking about this was that her money is almost all from beauty and lingerie. It's not from music, which is what theoretically she is most famous for.
0: Well, that's like most celebrities I think who become billionaires do have to do it through that. It's like by creating a brand or getting mm-hmm. licensing or sponsorship deals or whatever, it's almost never through whatever they're famous for. Certainly people can make yeah. a lot of money doing that. Like it said in this article, million like million is tied up in her other stuff. That's a, healthy chunk but it ain't a billion and to be able to get Kylie Jenner didn't
1: get the billionaire status from uh being on keeping up with the Kardashians
0: exactly you got to make your own company and I feel like that does take ambition to do which I think Rachel Lindsay has a lot of obviously and her Mm -hmm. work ethic is insane she's on all kinds of shows constantly and podcasts and like she's doing everything she can at all times Oprah Winfrey has that she just turned her thing into an empire I can see Rachel Lindsay creating an empire I would say, though, I think that there is a kind of dream team within the nation that has, I actually think, a probability, a strong likelihood that they might become billionaires.
1: When you say dream team, are you talking about the Lion Dyke twins?
0: (laughs) No, but they could be. That's like the Olsen twins. I could see the Lion Dykes becoming an Olsen twin billionaire type model. I could see that happening. They launched like a clothing brand when they're five years old. I mean- You know, Lauren Leindyke launches it, but I could see something like that happening for sure that just becomes super popular. But no, I was talking about Jason Tardik and Gaitlin Bristow. Mm. I think that that coupling of Bristow's ability to control parasocial power and Tardik's clear understanding of finance could come together. Resulting in a giant brand or product or something like that, that we just haven't seen yet. I feel like they're bubbling. It's on the precipice. Not the, the more scrunchies. I, to, I don't think the scrunchie brand is going to do it. They need something bigger. They need a lifestyle brand. And it could be, hmm. we'll get to this in the news, but it could have something to do with the next phase of their lives. I'm not sure. I just know that he is so business minded and constantly thinking about how to generate revenue out of like anything you're doing basically on social media. I think Mm. that, coupled with her ability to have a massive audience and huge engagement, could ultimately result in a gigantic company.
1: Wow, well, time will tell.
0: And of course, (laughs) we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Nick Vial. Would we be remiss? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! This man is about Uh to launch his podcast network. Now, we know, just looking at other podcast networks, like the dude who created The Ringer,
1: he Mm -hmm. sold it for
0: a couple hundred million dollars, I think, or 150 or something like that. Hmm. Joe Rogan got like a $500 million deal for his podcast network to go to uh, Spotify.
1: You think Vial is going to have a Ringer on his hands?
0: I don't know. Maybe if he plays his cards right. And Vial, if you're listening and you do want to play your cards right, hit me up. I can tell you how to turn that podcast network into a billion dollar company. I see the blueprint and he has enough fame and enough followers and stuff that I think he could do it if he does it properly. Hmm. Anyway.
1: Mm, I like that manifesting.
0: I'm going to manifest some other things this episode. Just you wait until. Oh, pit. <laughs> but I do think that in terms of hitting that billionaire club. Obviously inflation happens. More and more people become billionaires. It used to be a big mm-hmm. thing to be a millionaire when I was a little kid. Now nobody gives a shit about that. It's like everybody's a millionaire. <laughs> you know, Eventually we're going to start seeing more and more billionaires, more people crossing that line. And right now it still is like a huge thing to be a billionaire. That's an insane amount of money, offers you a, a certain lifestyle, a certain access to things that no one else has. But I think as we go down the road, 20 years from now, there will obviously be way more billionaires, and we got to have one from Bachelor Nation by then.
1: That inflation made me think of our runner-up for State of the World this week, which was a response to the video that is, you can find it on Twitter, of this man freaking out on an airplane and sexually assaulting uh, some flight attendants and screaming that they don't know who they're dealing with because his family has $2 million. And just how like weird that sounded to be like, I don't know if you think that $2 million in your family is going to help with the situation you're now creating for yourself. It's not like a billion dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like in... Um the austin powers movie where dr evil is like and i want one million (laughs) dollars and they're like uh that's not really anything anymore and he's like what
1: that is exactly Uh, what it is oh and by the way at the end of this video the people working on the plane duct tape this man to his seat
0: yeah it's well worth watching yeah shit's getting wild in the friendly skies but that is our state of the world we got billionaires everywhere rihanna welcome to the club and hopefully we will see somebody from our beloved game joining that club at some point in the near future. I feel like it's got to happen. It's jewelry season. And now you can get your jewelry from Orate. A fine jewelry brand founded by women for women. Pieces range from classic to statement to completely original. Orate makes the jewelry you've always wanted, but could never find. Orate's gold feels substantial, and the diamonds (laughs) sparkle and shine, such high quality and so beautiful. Because it's all real gold, you can wear it and never have to take it off. Shower, sport, sleep, cook, anything! It's jewelry for life! All Orate pieces come with a lifetime warranty because they know it lasts. Ethically sourced and sustainably made, their gold is never mined. And the gemstones (laughs) (laughs) and diamonds are also (laughs) certified conflict-free so everyone can shop with a sparkling conscience. Orate also gives back and supports various causes ranging from the environment to social causes empowering women, youth, and children. Orat was started by two friends during brunch when one got a green finger from an overpriced ring, sparking a conversation about how they were fed up with the traditional jewelry market. Orat was founded on the desire to shake up the jewelry market by offering modern women beautiful designs, amazing quality at affordable prices, and ethically sourced pieces, that they can wear every day.
1: Charles, thank you for joining me for the ad reads when clues was out.
0: <laughs> it was a it was a pseudo Charles. I didn't go full Charles on that one, but he was starting to come through. But speaking of green fingers, I
1: never get a green finger when I wear my Ori Infinity Ring. More is more with the Infinity Ring. It's infinitely impressive, and it will have compliments coming forever as it catches the light from every motion. I love this ring. It is gorgeous. It is a piece I can wear every day. I never take off. As you said, I can shower, sleep, cook, or sport. I love to sport, and I love to look good while I sport. Get 15% off your first Orate purchase by going to com slash roses and use promo code roses. That's A-U-R-A-T-E, New York spelled out, dot com, C-O-M slash
0: roses, R-O-S-E-S, and use promo code roses. But now we are going to move on to the next segment of our program in which we talk about the TV ratings for our beloved game and all of the movements across Instagram for all the players of season 17. This is...
1: This Week in
0: Games. Starting out This Week in Games, we're going to be talking about those ratings. Season 17's explosive hometown round of the playoffs saw a sharp increase in ratings from last week's mental all pulling in a .9 in the 18 to 49 year old demographic, which was up about 12 and a half percent and 3.46 million overall viewers, which was a 3.24% increase from last week. Despite this growth... The episode still ranked fifth overall among nine that have aired this season, and no episode has been able to repeat the season high of night one. So we are now heading into the finals, which also is going to include after the final rose next week. And we hope that maybe it can turn out the biggest numbers yet, especially after what we witnessed in this insane hometown episode. I think people are going to be tuning in to see the resolution of All of these situations, obviously. And will we finally get to see more screen time for Justin Glaze than 35 (laughs) seconds?
1: I am wondering, this the controversy of this Hometowns episode, I don't know if we've ever seen a Hometowns episode this explosive. Maybe Desiree's brother calling Sean Lowe a playboy. But that didn't have... You didn't even have the internet back in those days, so...
0: (laughs) Nor was Desiree's brother a player. You're looking at a player, the presumed frontrunner, doing what Grippo did. We've never seen yeah. anything like that in hometown. Not even close. Maybe Victoria Fuller. Even that, though, wasn't. She was able to circumnavigate the hometown by doing a blow-up fight on her front porch, but it wasn't like this. She wasn't attacking the, the game itself.
1: Yeah, I'm curious as to see. I bet the finale ratings will go up but I wonder by how much.
0: I think so too. I'm curious to see if they can top night one. So far, that's the one to beat. Nothing has come close to it.
1: I think people will be most looking forward to the after the final rose for the first time like ever (laughs) because they want to see the resolution of that conflict.
0: Absolutely. I could not agree more.
1: Well, as we are heading into the finals, let's take a look at those social media numbers. Katie Thurston. Last week on Twibbin, she was at 811,000 Instagram followers. Our crown got a larger gain this week than usual, accruing 38,000 followers since that point, bringing her to 849K total. Once again, it's a good thing that (laughs) neither of us ever made any predictions about her crossing the million threshold at any point in the season.
0: Well, okay, look, we clearly made predictions about her crossing the million threshold we both <laughs> thought she would do it this season i i believe you had regular season i had playoffs and beyond it doesn't look like that's going to happen here it doesn't look like she's going to do it even this entire season will she ever do yeah it? i don't know
1: i'm looking at that number 849 here's my prediction for next week 100k
0: you think she gets 100 do you think she could do it in the finale oh, god what was her biggest gain this entire season
1: i mean she got 38k this week she's been getting roughly around 20k each week
0: yeah she got week one these are the weeks in order she got 44k 28k 28 26 25 26 20 21
1: 37 yeah i don't
0: know 100k is fucking that's gonna be a tall order And like we said, this next episode is going to be... I think people will tune in because of everything that happened with Grippo. And maybe it will get her the biggest bump yet. But even still, that would be more than double her biggest week so far.
1: The finale is where a huge portion of the audience follows people on Instagram, though. I mean, that's where Zach Clark got his huge number last season. I mean, his huge number. He got up to like 500-something. But... I could see it and here's how I think she gets there. She proposes to Blake Moines. We've never seen that on the show. Ooh. We always see the bachelorette like accept a proposal. I wanna see that.
0: Fuck. That is fucking strong. I look, if she does that, I think you may be right. I think that could mm-hmm. do it. Some kind of unprecedented play within the game that is like, Jesus Christ, we've never seen this before. It's incredible. And that would be Super 4TRR, blah, blah, blah.
1: She gets down on one knee, and then they get fucking married.
0: (laughs) On the show? In the After the Final Rose? Not
1: on the show, but I want them to get married.
0: (laughs) I think if they get married in After the Final Rose, that would do it.
1: They bring out Ben Higgins past her again, try to jam it in oh, after God. the final rose.
0: <laughs> yeah, shit. I don't know. I mean, she's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, even if she doesn't get a huge boost in after the final rose. We've seen players obviously make post-play parasocial moves to hit the million club. Fedotowski recently did it or over the course of this last calendar year by doing loop promotions and stuff. I don't know if yeah, Katie's necessarily, necessarily down for game. that, but yeah, I, I think she can do it. I have full confidence that like, if any crown who's ever existed could do it, it would be her, because she does play the parasocial game very well. But we will see.
1: On TikTok, she gained 3.3k this week. She's now at 426.7 thousand TikTok followers. I wonder if, once the season stops airing, whether... I'm assuming she has some social media restrictions. I'm wondering if any of those are lifted at that point and she can start doing more and more content.
0: Is that even possible? Doing more? I don't know. <laughs> she's a fucking tornado of parasocial con Yeah, maybe. Maybe more TikToks. Yeah,
1: to get those gains up. But
0: I mean she's just simply gonna be a very fascinating crown to watch for the rest of her parasocial career simply because she's the first one to be making this many posts that have their direct responses to the game in some cases there i mean
1: i mean we'll get to it but her like reshares on her instagram stories are getting tons of articles written about them she's creating actual news with these it's incredible
0: But we're going to keep a close eye on all of her movements across the parasocial landscape. And now let's get into those top five Instagram gains for the players of this 17th Bachelorette season. In the number one slot, of course, it is the gold medal going to 28-year-old Jersey marketing sales rep Greg Grippo. He gained an astonishing 60,000 followers this week, bringing his total to 319,000. The first to crack into the 300K club for this season. And it was all for his controversial performance in the hometown's round, including tear play, a mom glow, pre-made child army video during the meeting of the family in LL4, gaslighting, a knock-knock self-elimination, and an in-memoriam reel in the tag gifted to him by the producers.
1: The silver medal in gains goes to 36-year-old Ohio business owner slash widower slash package deal Michael Alio. He gained 44K followers this week, bringing him to 196K, knocking on the door of the 200K Club for his postmortem Mentel All Heartbreak Edit Echo Bump.
0: And the bronze medal in gains this week goes to another player who was not in our beloved game at all. It was Clay Harbor's cousin, 26 year old pro football player and English accent aficionado Andrew Spencer. Spencer gained 33,000 followers this week, bringing him to 190,000 total for his post mortem Mentel All Heartbreak Edit Echo Bump.
1: Fourth place in gains goes to. 30-year-old wildlife manager, Blake Moines. He gained 15K this week, bringing him to 246K total for his pace case MVP status, his continued confident ass slash chemistry play, his almost constant loading of Love Level 4, his loaded precog, his mom glow, and his AutoZone Love Level 1.
0: <laughs> Moynes played a strong game, and he got very little screen time for it, sadly, but here he's getting his, his just desserts with some good gains. And fifth place in gains goes to 29-year-old Columbia, Illinois math teacher and musician Connor Brennan, a.k.a. The Catman. He gained 11.7 thousand Instagram followers this week, bringing him into the 100K Club at 104K total for his post-mortem mental heartbreak, edit, echo bump, and double MVP, double play of the game status.
1: Honorable mention this week goes to PVC player Mikey Planeta. He gained 7.2K this week, bringing him to 65.4K total, despite not being in the document for a few weeks and not even appearing on the Mentel All. What a 4TRR ripple effect to keep getting these gains.
0: Strong Christian audience. There, There obviously is a big Christian audience on Instagram. We've witnessed it with players like Madison Pruitt. And they will continue to support the Christian players. Also notable, famously edited out of the show, Justin Glaze was only seventh place in gains, gaining 6.9 thousand this week, bringing him to 48.6 K total, despite literally being in the final fucking two. And this (laughs) isn't a slight against his play, except his third audience play, because that is getting the producers to give you a good edit or to even allow you to be seen in the program is something you have to do as a player. You've got to be able to manipulate them to do that correctly. And for whatever reason, Justin is just, he's not doing it. And now he's again, 48.6 K total. This man is a finalist.
1: It's, I don't know that we've ever seen anything like this where the other finalist is edited out of the show so much. Um, Yeah, it's shocking. And finally, Mineral Marty Hargrove had the biggest loss in gains, losing 48 followers this week, bringing him to 1,948 followers
0: total. And the top five chart as of August 4th, 2021, the day we are recording this, is as follows. Greg Grippo sitting very dominantly at 320,000 Instagram followers. The next closest is Blake Moynes with 246. You got Michael Alio bringing up third place with 196K. He overtook Andrew Spencer this week, who's sitting in fourth place with 190. And bringing up the rear fifth place, Connor the Catman B with 104K. So at least at this point, all members of the top five are in the 100K or higher club but we wish all players good luck and we can't wait to see what they do in this all important week of the 17th season of the bachelorette
1: also notable Tasha still stagnating at 1.8 million Caitlin at 1.9 million don't seem to be
0: cracking it that shit just ain't happening right I guess so if let's say this because now we've learned that they're both coming back to do Michelle Young season two right yeah is that going to do anything? If they get named permanent hosts, is that going to do anything? How long do they have to be in that role before they see even know. like one new Instagram follower?
1: I don't know. I'm honestly very confused by it. I would think there would be at least somewhat, at least some people would be like, oh, they're fun."
0: The Caitlin thing, especially after this past episode, because she was the STCO, yeah. she had actually like a pivotal moment, a huge piece of screen time there and it just did nothing
1: she had the SDCO she had the proposal during the mental all I don't know
0: well good luck to both Tasha and Caitlin as the season progresses I would love nothing more than to see them both hit the two million club and now it is time to move on to all of those juiciest tids from around the nation this is bachelor nation news
1: first up in bachelor nation news is the sixth woman to wear the crown Allie Fedotowsky This week, the former bachelorette and fourth place finisher in season 14 of The Bachelor shared the details of her struggle with shingles. She took to her Instagram to post a picture of the effects she's encountering after her diagnosis and say, some of you noticed that I've been hiding my face on Instagram this week, either by holding something over it, wearing sunglasses, or putting my hair over my left eye. Why? I was diagnosed with shingles. Fedotowski wasn't expecting to receive a diagnosis of shingles as the neurological condition usually affects people over the age of 60. She hoped that documenting her journey to battle the condition would help others consider getting a diagnosis of their own. Fedotowski is still dealing with some swelling and blurred vision in her eyes, but is on the mend. We wish this crown and her entire family, including husband Kevin Mano and two children Molly and Riley, all the best.
0: Speaking of crown. Crack- our current reigning bachelorette, Katie Thurston, is in the news this week for a parasocial play? That's right. We usually keep coverage of parasocial plays in our Parasocial Play of the Week segment, but an Instagram post from Katie Thurston this week transcended the parasocial arena to become news that was covered in Page Six. E! News, Cosmo, the fucking Toronto Sun did a story about this. Huge. Thurston... <laughs> Well, you know, it's international at the very least. Or is this maybe a hint at the ring winner? That's all I'm saying. Why is Toronto covering this? (laughs) Thurston posted a pic to her main Instagram grid of herself wearing lingerie this week, and the trolls immediately came for fighting. One troll growled, really? Why do you feel like this is appropriate? Save this for your husband and not the whole world. Thurston immediately came back with, are you talking about my torso? Should I also avoid swimming pools and beaches? She asked, adding, I'm not ashamed of my body. I celebrate it. Another troll spat out, imagine crying about being sexually assaulted and you post this. And again, Thurston would not have it. Replying with, your comment is saying that my body caused the sexual assault instead of placing the blame on the person who actually committed the act and this is what's wrong with our society did my body cause him to forget what consent means the toxicity of bachelor Nation is an ever present problem within the fandom and bullying body shaming victim blaming and a slew of other problematic attitudes are all a part of it but this post from thurston represents a perfect example of how a crown can fight back against the worst ideals in the fourth audience and hopefully help push us all forward
1: Speaking of crowns pushing things forward, Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick have a wedding date. The power couple told Us Weekly that everything is set. They have a website, a guest list, and a date. Now they're just trying to nail down a location that will accommodate their scattered family and friends. Wait, Clues, I did not get a save the date for this. Oh,
0: you didn't? I got mine? What the hell? (laughs) Sorry.
1: I'm going to find this website. (laughs) <laughs> Bristow went <laughs> Bristow went further with her plans for the future by saying, I've had baby fever for like 10 years. Jason and I already said, like, we're making one as soon as we get married. Alessi, the Lion Dyke twins, Glitter Baby, Baby Gosh Chalk, and the Iaconetti High Bon pre-baby take notice. Baby Bristow has been spoken into existence, and he or she or they will be coming for you. Congratulations to the Tardic media machine. We wish them well as they move into the next phase of their lives together and the next levels of success. Pre-billionaires.
0: When they have a baby, what is going to happen to planet Earth? I don't know if we can handle it.
1: <sighs> Maybe that will get her two million.
0: Oh, for the sure. The wedding or the baby. Yeah. I think... I mean, if the wedding's televised, if it's like a bachelor wedding... That could Mm -hmm. do it. We'll see. We'll find out.
1: Nick Vial officiates.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Please. Will Dark Lord Harrison be at that wedding? Probably. Probably. I would imagine. Yeah. But moving on. As one Bachelor Nation relationship flourishes, another officially ends. This week, the ring winner of Bachelorette Season 7, J.P. Rosenbaum, officially filed for divorce from that season's Bachelorette, Ashley Hebert, after they have been separated for nine months. The couple was married in December of 2012, and they have two children together, a six-year-old son, Fordham, and a four-year-old daughter, Essex. The couple have issued statements maintaining that although they are sad, they are remaining amicable through this difficult time and ask for privacy. It's always tough to watch a Bachelor Nation relationship come to an end, especially one that was so successful for so long, having been produced through the crucible of the process itself. But we wish all parties involved all the best nonetheless.
1: And finally, Papa is in the news this week. 24th bachelor and famous pit dweller turned 30 on wednesday august 4th we want to wish popeye the happiest birthday yet and many more to come happy birthday bud <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was chilling it sounded like sweet numbs and now <laughs> i practice do you know what the first meme was that i ever made the hands it was Dark Lord Harrison at a Women or Men Tell All. I believe it was Men Tell All at the end of... I forget whose season. Yeah. But it was just a picture of Dark Lord Harrison sitting in a chair, air quoting with the words, Finding Love. Mm-hmm. I put that in between his hands. A perfect meme. I had to use... It was a rudimentary meme at best. I didn't know what I was <laughs> doing at all. I had to use... Five different apps. It probably took me three hours to make even that rudimentary meme. Mm. Because back then, I didn't know about Canva Pro. Now that I do, making high-quality memes takes a fraction of the time, and they look a million times better.
1: Canva Pro is the easy-to-use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you're a professional designer or just getting started on your memes... Canva Pro can help boost you and your team's productivity and creativity. It's a quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. No matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. Plus, Canva Pro comes with time-saving tools that simplify and speed up the creative process. You get all this and more in just one Canva Pro subscription. My favorite Canva Pro feature right now is that it will memorize your brand colors, fonts and logos so you can look professional and use the same different elements across all of the products that you make. There's no idea too big or too small. Whether you're at a startup, you're a student, you're a, or you're at a professional marketing team, nonprofit, entrepreneur, crafty mom, person who's obsessed with The Bachelor who decides to make a meme account, whatever, you can help illustrate your own creative possibilities.
0: Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use this promo code. You just go to canva.me roses, you're going to get free 45 days of an extended trial that's C-A-N-V-A dot M E slash roses. Canva.me slash roses. Start making those memes. <laughs> you know, they say you are what you eat, and lately I've become green chef. <laughs> Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow recipes that are perfect for keto, paleo, and plant-powered diets, or even if you just want to eat in a more balanced way. Green Chef's expert chefs design flavorful recipes that go way beyond ordinary for a diverse array of meal plans and plenty of options to choose from every single week. You can make leading a healthier lifestyle easier than ever before with satisfying home-cooked dinners with options that work around your lifestyle, not the other way around. Everything is hand-picked. We're talking about organic veggies, high-quality proteins delivered to your door, pre-measured and mostly prepped in insulated packaging. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box, so you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. I
1: love proteins. Clues, I moved into a new apartment this year, and it is perfect in every way except the fact that it does not have a dishwasher. And for this reason, Mm. I loved the most recent meal I made from Green Chef, the Cajun shrimp stir fry. Everything is cooked in just one pan. This means you got more time for enjoying this magnificent meal, less time worrying about a sink full of dishes. The Cajun shrimp stir fry has all the flavors that you crave succulent shrimp seasoned with cajun style blackening spices featuring paprika herbs and red pepper then stir fried with green beans squash tomato and creamy creole dijonese on top there's toasted walnuts for crunchy contrast and this meal is keto paleo gluten-free green chef is now owned by HelloFresh, and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from there's something for everyone I love switching between the brands, and now Game of Roses listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount. Just go to greenchef.com slash roses100 and use code roses100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Greenchef.com slash roses100 and use code roses100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well
0: it is time for us to move on to the next segment of our show where we're going to be discussing all of the plays that our favorite players are making off the field and in the primary world the only world that matters the world where every decision for the connected world is getting made we are of course talking about
1: The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. First up in parasocial plays, the princess archetype with the strongest villain edit from Matt James's 25th Bachelor season, Victoria Larson, a.k.a. Queen Victoria, created an OnlyFans account. She announced this in an Instagram main grid post where she posed in a bikini. The caption reads, girls just want to have fund, money sign for the S, link in bio for more exclusive content. Her content is $14.99 a month. Get that money.
0: Will Victoria Larson be the first billionaire through her OnlyFans empire?
1: Will she do a collab with Chad Johnson?
0: Oh my God.
1: Who paved the way for Bachelor players to have OnlyFans.
0: You can't say things like that to me and then expect me to keep doing the rest of this show. That almost shut my brain down. That literally almost blacked me
1: out (laughs) when you said that. Oh, God. The dynamic (laughs) duo no one wanted ever.
0: (laughs) I don't need to see the OnlyFans, but if that happened, just knowing that they did a, in quotes, collab on OnlyFans, I mean, that's something that we never could have predicted, never could have seen. But it's like, of course it would be those two to do it. Of course. Who else? I'm
1: just saying. (laughs) It could happen.
0: Well, one thing that definitely did happen is our second parasocial play that we want to highlight. Bold style finalist Blake Moynes posted a picture to his main Instagram grid of himself, hands in pockets, waiting for Thurston. The caption reads, every bachelor's thought process while she's running to you to start a date. She looks beautiful. Hurry up. This is awkward. Don't fuck up the hooju. We love when players respect the sub game of hoojuing, and we especially love it when they use gore terminology to describe it. The origin of Moyne's learning this term is unclear. However, as he later took to his Instagram stories to post an all black post with the words All right, all right, I'm in a pit. I don't know what the fuck a pit is, but I'm in. Just stop commenting and telling me I'm in it. Welcome, Blake Moines, to the pit.
1: I love this. Thank you, pit dwellers, for, I guess, posting a lot of comments telling him he was in a pit,
0: that he didn't know what it meant. That was a in my opinion, professional level of dragging somebody into the pit parasocially. It was just like, he looked over and he's like, what is this? And a thousand hands shot up and just pulled him straight in. (laughs) (laughs) Both
1: crowns from season 16 got into the parasocial game this week with dual posts, each celebrating their one-year anniversaries with their respective ring winners. Claire Crawley posted a four-minute and 45 second video to her Instagram TV that included video of her first moment meeting Moss, Moss's proposal, Brie Staus reprising the song she and Chris Watson sang for the couple during the season, and a montage highlight reel of videos and images from the couple's social media from the past year. The video has over 1 million views and 1,038 comments. Taysha Adams posted her own celebration of her year with her ring winner, Zach Clark. The two slide posts featured a video from the document of her and Zach making a wish at the La Quinta fountain, and then a second video featuring both of them at La Quinta again to make a new wish at another fountain on the grounds. The post has 346,000 likes and 1,783 comments. Congrats to all participants in these incredible posts.
0: Claire Crawley was also doing important parasocial play outside her anniversary celebration. The first bachelorette of season 16 made an Instagram post to commemorate her successful explant surgery. She posted an image of herself in a hospital gown and hat clutching a vase of flowers. The caption reads, surgery is officially done. And I am on the road to healing. I'm so thankful, first and foremost, to at David Rankin, MD, and at DHicks, ex-plant liaison, for making me so incredibly comfortable throughout this whole process. It wasn't an easy decision, but they truly are the most compassionate team who truly want to help women like me heal from BII, breast implant illness. On top of that, having the overwhelming support and love from family and friends has just meant the world to me. Crying face, heart emoji. Having you all give me a boost when my brain has slipped into moments of doubt truly lifted me up, and so I will continue to pass it on to anyone else who needs to hear this. Our body shape does not define us or make us any less lovable or worthy. We are perfectly made just the way we are. The post has 125,308 likes and 1,637 comments. We wish Carly the best in her further recovery and appreciate the light she has shown on breast implant illness.
1: Speaking of medicine... Dr. Joe Park and Brendan Marias made another dynamic duo video together. Park posted this short video to his main Instagram grid of him and Marias doing their signature dynamic duo dance across from each other. Marias shimmies with his hands in his pockets while Park performs Running Man Arms to the soundtrack of Flux Pavilion's I Can't Stop. The caption reads, We should really stop. Hands, shrugging emoji heart emoji at brendan marias heart emoji these two have truly capitalized on the power of a strong second audience friendship and continue to make excellent content that the fourth audience continues to eat up this video has 11.1k likes and 184 comments including one from our current crown who said the content i didn't know i needed
0: Speaking of content that you didn't know you needed, Elia Benavides and Jasmine Wynn from Popeye's season went viral on TikTok this week. They posted a video. In it, the two face the camera and make clapping fists on top of each other and pointing gestures to the magic bomb extended mix, which is a very popular TikTok sound. the caption reads, "For legal reasons, this is a joke. At Jasmine Wynn. The text above them reads, Questions we get asked from being on The Bachelor. First, did you go on The Bachelor for followers? Their response, why else would we go on? Is Elia as annoying in real life as on the show? No, she's worse. Did you actually have feelings for Pilot P? Who? This video has 27.1 thousand likes, 617.9 thousand views, and 206 comments.
1: An uh, extraordinary play by two players who have been out of the game for a little while love to see it. It also inspired another parasocial play by the Ferguson Twins. Emily and Haley from Bachelor Season 20 then made their own TikTok video in the same format about their own time on the franchise they answer almost the exact same questions in the same ways. The only differences being that they said social media wasn't as big during their time, but now everyone goes on for followers saying they didn't know who Ben Higgins was instead of pilot Pete. And they were asked, are both sisters dating the same guy to which they responded? Yes. Gross. And being asked if the show was scripted to which they said, not completely. Their video has 23.7 K likes 157 comments and 1.1 million views almost twice as much as aliyah and jasmine's video
0: it had more views than claire crawley's four minute 45 second anniversary video with the mossman this is something's going on here is tiktok now starting to take the pole position It's like when the Ferguson sisters can get a million views, and that eclipses one of the most recent crowns celebrating her one-year anniversary with her ring winner. Something's moving here. There's movement happening within the parasocial realm. Speaking of movement within the parasocial realm, our Parasocial Play of the Week goes to a double play. By our current crown, Katie Thurston. She posted two equally important Instagram stories this week, which both garnered this award. First, she posted an Instagram story linking to an Instagram post by the account So You Want to Talk About. Its caption read, Let's talk about gaslighting and how to fight it if you're experiencing it. The post defined gaslighting, described its origins, and describes how it works. Thurston shared it concurrent with the end of the airing of this most recent episode of Hometowns. Though she didn't include any words about the post, the implication is that she believes Grippo was gaslighting her. This demonstrated a true example of the power of parasocial capabilities. According to At Bachelor data, Grippo took an entire third of the screen time of this episode. And in one single post, Thurston was able to cut through it all. She made his entire play within the game... Essentially irrelevant, despite the heroes at it he was getting by the third audience. There were articles on E Online, Us Magazine, Vulture, People, everywhere basically, all about Thurston sharing this post. She was able to take the narrative Grippo and the producers were creating in this hometown and completely reverse it, literally with a fucking post. And we've seen her do stuff like this all season long. Hunter Montgomery turned into a villain and she's like, eh, not so fast. Here's a post about him that I know more about him than you do. He has Tourette's. They're cutting him to look like shit. She has the power to use her parasocial standing to essentially write the narrative if the producers are delivering one that she doesn't agree with. And we've never, ever seen this before. I don't know if it's going to be a model for all future crowns. Even players start doing this kind of stuff. I'm not sure. But what we're witnessing I mean, it's simply as history being made. Yes. I'm extremely aware of it and just astonished by how she manages to do this again. I mean, we even had a story in our fucking news about it, that the posts of her in the lingerie. It's like every time she makes a post now, it's in service of some larger piece of news or shifting the game in one way or another. By
1: the way, package deal player Michael Olio posted a comment on the lingerie pick saying, can't say what I'd like to. Fire emoji, embarrassed face emoji, fire emoji, which he later deleted. But it was not in time to avoid receiving the meme treatment <laughs> in the forums.
0: Alio. <laughs> uh, He's doing his best to stay out of the forums and be the squeaky clean single dad for TRR. But it's like, oopsie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, no, oh, this, this post by Thurston, I screamed when I saw it. I was like, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. Like, the producers cannot be happy about that, I would imagine.
0: No, they they clearly cut him to be a hero, clearly.
1: Yeah, when you're saying, like, is this a model for future crowns? I'm like, are future crowns even going to be allowed to ever have their phone again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
0: I mean, that's something that we're, you know, kind of actively keeping an eye on, too. Right now in Australia, none of the players have their phone as their season is airing back. All the producers control all their social media and they're just putting out, you know standard networky kind of shit in promotion of the show. Is that going to happen here? As maybe specifically as a result of everything Katie Thurston's doing. I don't know. I also am like, would American players be cool with that? Probably, I guess, because you're going to get fame or whatever, but she's really rewriting the book on what you can do parasocially in ways that are just continually impressive to me.
1: I mean, can you imagine if... Rachel Lindsay had posted something like this when Peter Krause was on after the final rose and his like his whole exit. I can't remember exactly how it went, but I know he said, like, you're going to have a lifetime of unhappiness or something if you don't like leave the show and be my girlfriend, basically. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's just like there were so many points in time where if a lead had done things like this, I wonder how everything would have gone. Like, if, if Lindsay had posted something like that in response, he wouldn't have been asked to be The Bachelor multiple times, I would bet.
0: <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I mean, that's another part of this is just like, what is the show going to do? What are the producers going to do? Yeah. Do they even care about this? Is it making a big enough noise? Because he did get the biggest Instagram bump still people are clearly interested in following him. He still has the most Instagram followers of anybody from this season. So I don't know. But the idea that what we're watching basically is a lead using the parasocial power she has to kind of undercut any editing the producers might do to say, this is not what happened. What they're showing you on the show is not correct. That's a lie. Here's the truth. That fascinates me.
1: The, Second important Instagram story that Thurston posted this week, which you can find on the Game of Roses pod Instagram, we posted it, it was a video in which Thurston was wearing our Game of Roses merch for TRR t-shirt. In the video, she described how tonight's episode was one of the most intense and how she was finally going to a bachelor viewing party with her friends this was a momentous occasion for us to have the current bachelorette wearing our shirt as she discussed that night's hometowns episode. And it also made us wonder if it was timed in a particular manner. What do you mean? I don't know. The 4TRR implications?
0: Oh, interesting. No? Did you
1: not have that thought?
0: No, I was just paralyzed by astonishment. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, am I seeing this correctly? Lady Thurston's wearing the Game of Roses shirt. I mean, I was crapping my pants. This is something that we have talked about on the show. Crapped them. Still wearing them. It's something that we've talked about, you know, getting players to kind of use our language and not even necessarily wear our shirts, just acknowledge our existence to some degree, you know. And this was... The biggest acknowledgement we've obviously had at this point we can't thank katie thurston enough for wearing the shirt and putting it in her stories it was yeah. a a very surreal moment to say the least for us and if anyone out there is still looking to pick up one of these shirts you can right now go to bonfire.com game of roses and we put them back on sale in honor of this momentous occasion And before we wrap up Parasocial Plays, we got to take a little look at the creatures rolling around on that old Instagram. And this week, the Parasocial Creature of the Week award goes to rescue dog, Coho. Blake Moynes posted a pic to his main grid of Coho getting a bath. The pic features a shirtless Moynes standing in a kiddie pool as he rinses off an unenthused Coho. In the background, another dog looks on as if to say, I wish I was getting bathed by the next (laughs) ring winner. The post has thirty point seven thousand likes and 183 comments. Congrats to Coho.
1: Yes, Coho.
0: I wish Coho knew what kind of parasocial power he's wielding because again, he did not seem happy to be getting that bath.
1: Coho doesn't even know that Coho has gotten an award. I hate that.
0: I know. If only there was some way. Maybe in the future we'll be able to talk to animals. That technology is right around the corner. But that does it for all of our parasocial play this week. Now it's time to move on to that segment of our show where Pace Case and I jump over the edge and descend to the darkest part of the pit where we will issue forth our screams. This is Screams Screams from from the the Pit.
1: My scream from the pit this week is that I have lovely and supportive parents i Congratulations. I love them <laughs> it's i I know it's I'm very lucky and and grateful for it. I love them very much, but to my knowledge, they have not monetarily supported our endeavors at Game of Roses. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure this is a technology issue Um, I don't think they can figure out the technology To join our Patreon uh, Etc But I did get a text From my mom this week And she bought Two 4TRR t-shirts For her and my dad I just want to say Thank you parents For finally supporting this endeavor Um, Cannot wait to see you in them and I know that you're definitely not listening to this. <laughs> Lol.
0: <laughs> now, wait a minute. Do you think them not listening to this is also part of the technological problems? Like they can't figure out definitely. how to do a podcast?
1: For sure. <laughs> oh I mean, I had, a, I had a conversation with my father in which he was asking... Oh, he was asking about the book how to buy the book. And I was like, it's in the link in my Instagram bio. And he's like, can you just send me the link? And I was like, dad, this is a moment you need to be able to learn how to click on a, on an Instagram link in a bio. And I talked him through the whole thing.
0: (laughs) What was that? Hopefully this changes
1: his life. I was just like, you just go and you click that link. Like I tried to like say, go do that. He's like, I don't understand. (laughs) They're very smart people, but that you know it's hard to keep up
0: my mom is like pretty good on social media my dad still literally refuses to put a credit card number in quotes into the computer smart he cannot make online purchases <laughs> I'm just like how the fuck are they living how is,
1: yeah how are they living
0: I have no idea writing checks I don't fucking know
1: I'm amazed he has a credit card
0: Yeah, I don't think he does, actually. I think he just used debit cards and stuff, but whatever. Mm. I'm just saying, like, he doesn't do online (laughs) purchases. It's a generational thing for sure. But please tell your parents thank you. I appreciate the support as well. It's fantastic. If my parents ever uh, get any shirts, I'll let you know. The book and the (laughs) shirt now. Yeah, that's fantastic. My parents might get a book, actually. We'll see. But that's a lovely scream. I'm glad that mm-hmm. your parents at least, you know, peripherally are in the pit. They're showing their support for the pit, at the very least, if they're not in it themselves. That's all we can ask. <laughs> yeah,
1: I can't wait to see them in the shirts.
0: <laughs> yeah, that picture's going to be great. It'll be cute. We can, please, can we put that on your Instagram? Will they accept that? I will have to it?
1: get permission. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's blow your mom up. Let's make her the sweet numbs of no. the pit. <laughs> Please stay away
1: from my mom, everyone.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, My screen this week is going to be a manifestation. As you know, on this show, we have manifested a lot of stuff. And by manifested, I mean worked hard to see these things achieved. And we've, we've done it in some cases. We've got a book. We've broadened the pit. We've got players using our terminology, players wearing our shirts. A lot of stuff has come to fruition that we have spoken out off these echo chamber walls of the pit. And I'm going to do one now that I really want to come true someday. I was reading an article earlier this week, and it involved a celebrity talking about The Bachelor. This was somebody that I did not know was a huge Bachelor fan. I learned it in this article. And when I learned it, I was like, We've got to get her in the pit. We have to get her on our podcast. And so I'm speaking it now into the dark energy of the pit. Pit, Uh provide for me Jennifer Aniston. That is correct. (laughs) I read this article and it was talking about Jennifer Aniston was saying how she thought there needed to be a therapist on set and a psychologist for the players and they asked her if she would want to do it. And she was like, I don't know about that, but sure, whatever, sign me up in a kind of jokey manner. She was reported as being a bachelor super fan in this article, something I had no idea about. And I thought to myself, if, she, if that's true, if she's already kind of in the pit and doesn't know it, how much more would we have to do to get her in the official pit, to have her come do a welcome to the pit on our podcast? I don't know what mm-hmm. it's going to take. I don't know how it's going to happen. Seems but I have said it. Seems she tough. She
1: has 37.7 million Instagram followers.
0: Seems tough. You know what else seemed tough? Talking to Popeye. Mm-hmm. We already Getting did that lunch one. with
1: Danny Padilla.
0: We already did that one. Jennifer Aniston is next. She will be in the pit. I am speaking into existence. Pit, flow your dark energies through me. Do with me what you will, but deliver Jennifer Aniston to the pit. That is my scream
1: it's a beautiful beautiful song i support it fully
0: (laughs) thank you uh that does it for this week in bachelor nation thank you everyone for joining us for all the gains all the screams all the parasocial plays all the tids our state of the world congratulations again to rihanna for her billion dollars plus plus. And for anybody out there who still wants to get that shirt, once again, you can go to bonfire.com slash Game of Roses. You can also go to bonfire.com slash and pick up our Do You hooju t-shirt. That is available for another, I believe, seven days, and then it's gone forever. So if you haven't got it, you got to get it. And, of course, we have our book available for pre-order now. It's called How to Win the Bachelor. just going to go to Amazon or any of the links that we have provided in our social media, and you can pick it up there.
1: The only link in my bio... You just click it,
0: <laughs> yeah. If you need help figuring out how to buy things from an Instagram bio, you can just hit <laughs> pace up in a DM, she'll be happy to walk you through it. And, and uh, don't- <laughs> no, <laughs> hopefully, at this point, nobody actually needs that help. And thanks again to everybody who voted for us at thepodcastawards.com for a People's Choice Podcast Award. We are going to know. In two days from recording this, if we made the next list or whatever, they're going to put out all the people who are in each category. So we'll find out. I don't know what the odds are of it. I literally have no idea how to gauge if I should be expecting this to happen or like super surprised if it does or that any expectation I have for it is just completely insane and there's no possible way that we could ever make this list. Mm I literally don't know. Prepare your pants. Don't be
1: wearing nice (laughs) pants in case you crap them.
0: (laughs) Just for the record, I've actually never shit my pants, okay?
1: What? Whoa! What do you mean, what? Have you? Absolutely, I have shit my pants. Um, <laughs> anyway, thanks for supporting us in all of these different ways, Pit. We, we love level four, y'all.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> I'm never going to get over this. I have to hear this story. Multiple times? No. I think just once. You think? Okay. Well, maybe we'll get into that at some other time. I'm now obsessed with knowing the details of this. But also...
1: (laughs) You fucking brought it up. Gross. I didn't bring it up. I just was shocked that you had never. All right. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, thank you for supporting us, you know, book, shirt, however way you want to support the pit, Instagram comments on Jennifer Aniston's page, I guess. Just kidding. I don't know. Yeah, don't, don't, do, that that don't do that. I don't think that'll be effective.
0: Let the pit provide this by itself. If the dark energies <laughs> mm-hmm. of the pit are as strong as I believe they are, this will happen without anyone needing to do anything. But uh, thank you again for everything. And of course, before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been
1: 7,073 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be our beloved game.
0: Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then If
1: you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix, just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious. And I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my
0: friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing.
1: What's in the box?
0: On every order. Join the club today, and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15%. For the active ingredients that your skin needs, but luckily now there's fiber skincare.
1: Fifteen years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are five hundred times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in. Um and i need an easy install and this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the aura app Aura frames are wi-fi connected come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame